fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt has the football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Welcome back. Not sure what I am. I am Aaron Smith. And this is part of the punctuation, joined as always by the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. And are Ed Shiesty today? Ed Shiesty. And uh, and Jeff Howell, fellas, how was your weekend? It was it was boring because there's no Bengals football. Oh, it was boring, but it was definitely stress free. You didn't watch the uh, the the Pro Bowl? No, I didn't know that that was a. Th- they still do that. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, there were no Bengals in it because the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and so they uh, they didn't partake. I would have much rather uh, have watched uh, curling, which I did. I didn't uh, watch the Pro Bowl either. I, so I, I, I watched some curling, and I decided uh, one of my buddies were um, actually going to train for the next Olympics because I've deemed uh, curling as the beer league. Uh, like Thursday night beer league sport of the Olympics, and I love it. Huh. I think it's the only thing I actually have a shot at going to the Olympics in as a 36 year old with all kinds of you know, knee issues and whatnot. There is, is guys- a place in Indian Hill that you can do curling. I think you know it's just like that fooling thing. You can rent a lane for an hour or so and do some curling. Do they have the beer selection that fooling has? Ooh, that I don't know. Probably I don't not. Know about I don't know about. I mean. You rent it for an hour? Like, I feel like I need more time I mean, I don't know. to I'll learn how to, like... I'll look it up. I'll look it right. up. Um, speaking of the Olympics, though, did you guys see that that screenshot of the, like, super jump or whatever, big air jump that's, like, right next to a nuclear plant? Yes. Yes. Yeah. In the middle yeah. of what appears to be, like, a Beijing desert? Yeah, they did talk about that on the Olympics. Apparently, that is an old nuclear site that is no longer active. Do you think that... you think it's, like... Uh, it charges up like the super speed thing that they can hit on the way for down, sure. so they go faster. It's Turbo es- boost, yeah. Aesthetic- sure. Aesthetically, it's beautiful, right? Aesthetically, it's great. Hey, I mean, if you look back, if you really look back at like a lot of Olympics, like stuff, like you know, every year because it'll probably hit in about a month after the Olympics are over. That there will be a thing that'll pop up on your Yahoo that will say, "Look at all of the decrepit old Olympic spots," and like you'll click on it, and there'll be a lose track that has been overgrown. By all, all sorts you'll, of weeds and no. things, and the parts are falling out. And they're you'll like, get hey. through three slides, and then it'll be like ad that you can't get out of unless you shut down the whole <laughs> app. And you're like, "What the hell? I wanted to see the rest it's, of these slides. I was only three out of thirty-four. It's and part of the experience, Aaron. It's the, I, God, it's the worst experience, and <laughs> I never want that experience. It'll be a bleacher report. <laughs> it will a hundred percent. To be fair, the uh, site that the uh, Winter Olympics are on. Uh, most of the 
spots are the same spots they used for the 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing, China. So, you know, that's where you should have Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics at the same place that clearly has snow issues. It is wild that they're able to like make that much, like pump that much snow in and keep it there. And I'm sure it doesn't harm the environment at all whatsoever. Like the billions yeah. of gallons of water and whatnot they have to put together to make fake snow. Yeah, yeah, you know, because we don't have, you know, climate issues or anything. Mm. No, we don't have any of that. Well, I mean, uh, we're jumping at a nuclear power plant, so we're fine. <laughs> uh, Dil- Dylan Peters here says uh, that you can do it in Cincinnati as well. They teach you and you can drink, and I assume he's referring to curling. Nice. So, that yes, he is, he is the gentleman who told me today that he is getting ready to go do that, I think, this week or next week. So I was going to get the information from him and find out for you guys. Oh, well, well played, DJP. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're going right to initials because of JB9 on Ed's chest. <laughs> I Excellent. Gotcha. I love I it. Got you. All right. So, where do you guys want to start tonight? Do you want to do you want to talk about the the game against Houston, <laughs> or oh, well, do you want, you want to get that out of the way real quick? I kind I kind of really do want to get that out of the way. Just be All done right. with it. Go ahead, Aaron. You so, were there, right? I was. I was there. Um, the Bearcats took on Houston, and. Ended with a score of four hundred to to seven. <laughs> uh, it was it was a terrible loss, uh, four hundred to seven against Houston. Um, and yet somehow it still wasn't as bad as the the previous regime. Uh, so there's some solace there. Maybe. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I walk in and we got there. I think like it had just tipped off, and by the time I'm sitting down, it's eight to one. Like when I got from going in to, to, to sitting in my seat, it was eight to one. And I feel like I had a notification from our group chat on my phone and I look back up and it's 20 to eight. That's and a it possibility. Was, it, like, it got real bad real quick. Yeah, the got, it, hell just happened. I mean, it, you guys know how I am like, yeah, or how I used to be on a more consistent basis. Like as soon as things started going sideways and anything yeah. like I just can't. Uh, I had to say, you know, the the sky is falling. Um, well, and, and since I have turned over a new leaf of no longer doing that, um, I had to uh, just turn it off so that I didn't <laughs> so that I didn't fall just, back into just turn that. off the game altogether. Just I did. I turned yeah, okay. it off all the way. Uh, NASCAR was racing in the uh, in the Coliseum, which I thought was like the craziest thing ever. How um, weird was that? That was the shortest track was, I've ever seen was, in my life. It was smaller than Bristol. Like I've been to Bristol, and I thought Bristol was tiny, and that was a very tiny track. It was we wild. can talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, there was like fifteen or twenty cars on the track. I mean, it was crazy. I watched a little bit of that. Uh, I can't contribute anything to that conversation. No, I mean, there's really no right, conversation to be had. I'm just saying, like that was on, so I flipped over and watched that NASCAR. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, not for me. So, so yeah, so I, I got up to get two beers at the, the craft beer bar. Up winter, the winter. They, 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 they didn't get the, uh, the, the one from Braxton. What's it called? They, yeah. They don't have the Braxton beers there this year. Uh, they didn't renew their contract with Braxton. Oh, for, wow. I don't know if it, if it was Braxton's end or, or UC's end, um, but they still have, I, I just got, a couple of truths, Ryan Geist. Um, but yeah, went back to my seat and uh, just drank in my depression. Two seats in front of uh, Councilman Barnett, and uh, he he sits two rows directly behind me on the end. I was sitting on the end, and the fella behind me was also sitting on the end. As all three of us wore our new black 
crew neck uh home field apparel <laughs> sweatshirts so we all three of us had the same exact sweatshirt on i think i that's did a, see councilman awesome tweet sweatshirt. that he saw a lot of uh, uh home field apparel shirts at the game yeah um but but yeah the uh I don't know. I, I guess my, my entire takeaway from the game, because I don't even feel like you really need to break down too many details. I think you can have a pretty broad overview paintbrush of this game, but I think the game just kind of highlighted it was a, an excellent measuring stick game. And by that, I mean, you know, I think we had a lot of, we had a lot of hope in this team um, kind of built on early on by the Illinois game. But as we've seen thus far through the season, uh, uh, this college basketball season, the teams at the top will just drop a game that doesn't make a whole lot of sense from time to time. Um, that said, I think I think Cincinnati's probably just solidly in the middle of the pack as far as college basketball goes. I think they're maybe at the, the higher end of that middle of the pack, but I think that the Houston game really just highlighted the disparity between the talent levels of where Houston's currently at and where Cincinnati's currently at. I would agree. With yeah, that. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people I think really upset that we lost that game, and I think there's a lot of people upset about West. But I mean, if we if we if we remember, he had 30 days to put a team together, yeah. and people say, well, John Brandon. Well, John Brandon was also left uh, a couple of uh, what was what was John Brandon's record last year? Well, exactly. He was also left a player of the year. He was also left with Trey Scott. He was also left with uh, you know a couple other guys who Jaron Jaron Cumber. Well, that was player of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, he's going to get his shit together. I mean, you saw him during one of the timeouts. He was halfway across the court yelling at the players. I saw one of the, uh, I've never seen him that angry. I saw one of the Houston players run into him. I got kind of upset about it until I saw Houston's coach grab his player and say, don't ever bump into the coach like that again. So I felt, I was like, I was okay with that, but that was, that was kind of a dirty move. I'll agree. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like to draw a comparison between the situation that Brandon had and what Wes Miller had because they're completely different. And I, I don't know that that's even a fair comparison to either I mean, coach. To be honest, I, I'm 100% over ever mentioning the previous regime ever again. I am like, as well. I mean, we're, we're, far enough, we're far enough away from it now. Um, I know that folks from that still pop up and still like to say, Oh, you know, they, they, they revel in the times when this team struggles and it's disgusting. And guess what? Like, you know, you're, you're either a fan or you're not. And I understand you can get frustrated and upset. You got to realize and look at the long game and look where this program is going. Um, you know, they made a move for one of the, the better coaches that was available to come here. Uh, Um, wasn't he number two of the top, uh, he what, was the so many coaches the, the winning, the winning now nah, he's the winningest 40. coach under 40 if i uh recall yes. correctly um so you know you you've got a, a good coach in here we've mentioned it on this show ad nauseum that you know he had 30 days to put this team together he had kids that were in the transfer portal that he pulled back out of the transfer portal he went and got some other guys he put together a pretty good team that's had a decent run for what you know, you can expect out of them. There were people that were saying that they were going to win like eight games this year. We didn't even know if they were going to have a team. I mean, obviously we knew they were going to have a team, but it was going to, we, we were talking back in January of last year about, or I guess really a little bit after January about them having to put back, you know, go ask football players to come out 
and and take you know, some post positions. Like it, it's ridiculous. He's doing a good job. He's going to continue to build on it. He has a, a plan and a thought process that he's going to put into place. And I fully expect that once he gets his guys in here, that fit into the type of basketball he wants to play. This is going to be a team that can win a lot of games and make noise in March. If it doesn't happen this year, it doesn't happen this year. And it's looking like it's longer and longer. And like, maybe they're going to end up needing to get, you know, win the, the conference tournament to get in. And if that's what it takes and they do it and they get in, you know, whatever. But I think that he is going to do what he needs to do to get the right guys in here. And we're going to be cheering for Bearcat basketball very soon. <laughs> so <laughs> that was fantastic. Hey, that's that look, right? That's when, yeah. that's when you know you're in trouble. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I'm with you there. You know, it was if we're looking big picture, we have already seen Coach Wes Miller bring in Daniel Skillings, bring in Josh Reed, bring in Sage Tarantino, and Tolentino. I'm sorry, Tolentino. Um, Tarantino. The dining Hawaiian. Tarantino's Quentin. That's a whole different. It's so, different. It's yeah. completely different. But but Sage Tolentino. Um, Unless and, Sage Tolentino's going to be murdering the boards. Whoa, easy. Uh, but I, I think uh, I, I think that you'll see. I guess I just wouldn't be surprised if you see this team make some moves where I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I just wouldn't be surprised if you see some guys transfer out because they're not up to snuff. I mean, you got to figure that this, as things currently stand, we, we saw a couple weeks ago that the conference, the AAC conference is working on getting the, you know, the, the everything lined up to where, we're going to be going out the same time they're trying to bring all these other new teams in and they're trying to do that in roughly two seasons. So, you know, we have this season, we have next season in this conference, and then we're going to be big 12 and big 12. This team is not ready for big 12 as it currently stands. So I, I guess I just wouldn't be surprised to see, I mean, you'll have Adu and Koval done. Uh, they're seniors. I don't believe either of them have any eligibility eligibility left um, outside of that. I just wouldn't be surprised if you see guys go kind of along the way, the same, the same along the same lines as like Enzo Seme when he left and Nicier Brooks when he left. Um, there was some other guys of recent years uh, that have just kind of bounced out when things either just the program was kind of going a different direction and trying to elevate and maybe they just weren't quite in the plans with where things needed to be. So I don't know. I mean, it's going to be difficult to – for, for Miller to try and, and get this thing going in the right direction. Uh, but again, you know, when you add a Daniel Skillings, when you add a Josh Reed, when you add a Sage, this team's moving in the right direction, but I think it's going to take some transfer portal pieces here in the off season to really try and get this program where Wes Miller wants it to be, especially when you're lining up against teams like Memphis, teams like Houston. Well, and I think that's going to be something that we're going to see that's going to give uh, possibly Coach Wes Miller a leg up on getting a team, um, you know, his team in uh, quicker than, you know, previous coaches is because now we do have that transfer portal. So you have to believe he already has been looking at the transfer portal, already been talking to kids who, well. That's just it. You're, you're not in the transfer portal until you're not wanting to play for your current team. So you don't know who's even going to be in the transfer portal as things currently stand unless they're basically telling their team like, Hey, I'm out. 
Yeah, right. So I'm saying football was a little bit different where, where you had football players kind of mid-season start to make those decisions. Yeah, but yeah. Bas- basketball, I don't really feel like there's been a ton of players of note that have said, I'm in the portal now. That's fair. But I think the transfer portal is going to be a big help to him, especially as we see some players leaving and some players coming in. I mean, he's going to have a he's going to have a, a, a full on, you know, a, kind of a full look at the portal this time around. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like he didn't get you know necessarily as fair shake at at going after everybody people, last year. Yeah, people uh, had already made decisions at that point by the time that, he was hired on. And, and I mean, the program here was potentially looked like it was going to be in a ridiculous amount of disarray, regardless yes. of who you brought in. Um, so again, I apologize to. He, the AD, you've got to you've got to give you've got to give some time. Um, obviously, you know, he's not a coach that's going to sit back and you know be okay with what's you know like the kind of stuff that's going on on the court. I mean, obviously, you saw the emotion. Um, I, I did look at some clips of, of those things. Um, so you you see that if you listen to his post game stuff throughout the year, he he's the right guy for the job, and I you know I'm here for it sucks to lose like that but when you lose like that sometimes that's kind of like what you need you know to see where you're at what you got and maybe where you need to go so well ed i know ed i know i had asked you to pull up a page for me um but there was a young man in attendance on an official visit at this game isaiah collier and you look at isaiah collier a 6-3 point guard i mean he's the 19th ranked kid in the country the fifth ranked point guard in the country and the number one kid in Georgia. And this is a big deal kid. You know, I mean, I know Chad has talked about some of the teams that he's worried about that are probably the two teams most to be worried about Alabama and Auburn of the teams that have offered him. But I think that's the difference here between Wes Miller and the previous regime, or even Mick Cronin, if we're going back all the way to Mick yeah, is that, we didn't bring this kind of kid in. Like we didn't even have visits with this type of kid. Mick Cronin I don't even was know if he talked to those kind that, of kids. That's what I was gonna say is Mick Cronin came on record this year in the last year talking about how when he saw a team like a Florida or like a Duke or like a North Carolina involved with a kid, he was out. He wasn't even going to visit. Like he just threw up the white flag and was done. And I think that that's the difference between the coaching staff that we have currently in place and the previous two coaching staffs. And partially, I think some of this has to do with what you can do now with NIL, what you can do now, because, I mean, I have nothing to go one way or the other. I don't have any information. But I got to assume that that's the only way that Cincinnati's involved when you're talking about Auburn, when you're talking about Florida, when you're talking about Alabama. Well, I I think that's the only way that a lot – I mean, when you look across, like, any – any of the sports, any of the, we can use football because football's sure. obviously the big, you look at where some of these top recruits are ending up and going and heading to, and it's not your traditional powerhouse places. Um, and a lot of it is tied in with NIL deals. So, you know, if, if UC has to, to leverage that, um, obviously, muted, we, huh? obviously we had that big talk. Uh, I don't even know how long ago that was. It was I think it was back in the summer. Uh, it might have been leading into uh, into football season with uh, Chad Brendel. We had the right. a uh, a discussion about NIL stuff and about how a lot of these 
you know your Alabamas, your Auburns, a lot of the the Power Five schools, whatever you want to call it, um, already kind of had had their their shady under the yep. table stuff in place. So now that NIL was there, you know they they're already up and running and ready to go to be like, hey, you know this guy can give you this NIL deal if you represent this, and you know that's all above board now. Whereas maybe places like UC didn't have really anything in place already so they're gonna have to you know spin that up pretty quick um they've got you know a couple years before big 12 stuff happens and you need to be you need to be ready for that because you don't want to go into the big 12 and be a bottom feeder off the rip because that's going to only hurt you do nil deal uh does the nil rules uh state anything against not being able to be endorsed by alcohol i imagine that it's probably I mean, you can't even technically by law go on onto a website about alcohol until you're 21. So I'd imagine that you'd at least have to be 21. That's but I don't, I don't know what the rest of the rules are in that regard. Most schools, see, uh... most schools don't want anything to do with branding themselves and, and tying themselves like that to alcohol. But I don't know yeah. that they could step in and say anything for a student athlete doing something like that. Okay, you did it. But I was just thinking, you know, the biggest businesses, some of the biggest businesses that we have here in Cincinnati breweries. I can just see it in Isaiah PA. Get it? And Isaiah PA. Got it. You thought about that for a while, haven't you, Ed? Just ever since Aaron started talking about NIL deals. Oh, okay. Fair. Uh, um, you can get that out anything, of here. You got anything more on uh on UC basketball that you want to discuss? I don't know. I mean, I guess, like I said, I think it was a measuring stick game and it, it didn't go quite the way I anticipated. I, I, I saw it being a very difficult win for Cincinnati, but when I saw the spread only at six, I had hope and it did not go that way. Uh, that all said, though, I the season's still not over. Weirder things have happened. But in order to beat a team like this, I think that the Bearcats, as they currently stand, as the roster is currently built, they have to play damn near perfect. I mean, you Houston shot something like 53%, I think, for the game. And that's that's tough to overcome with anybody. So I don't know. They, they, they were just simply outplayed. And I think that, again, it was just a, a visual... They'll be back. It was just a visual representation of, of where the, the talent levels are currently. I mean, that's a game you just put in the old rear view and uh and forget the about old... it and moving on. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so Who's I did want to just get that out of the way. Um and then this weekend there also was the uh the senior bowl. I don't know if either of you caught the senior bowl. I, I didn't get a I, heard I didn't get a... two touchdowns. I watched like some clips and stuff from it, but I didn't like sit down and watch the whole game. Sure. Um, there were Jerome Ford wasn't able to play as he had the birth of his child was, was happening Congratulations right around to that, him. at the same time. So he had to leave um, prior to that. I, I believe he did anticipate playing uh, Alec Pierce left. I think that was Planned. either, either he just felt like he had done enough or it was precautionary, just trying to make sure that, after the tape he put out through practice, uh, he just didn't want to ding anything up or, or anything like that. So um, it, whichever way it was, um, good for him. You know, I, I think good for all the Bearcats, really. Uh, Dez improved his stock as he was the offensive player of the game, uh, going four of six for something like 82 yards, uh, 68 yards maybe. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, two, two touchdowns. 
Um, I know he had like 13 yards rushing. Um, but yeah, uh, he improved his stock. Darian Beavers had, uh, they weren't allowed to, I guess they weren't allowed to blitz as linebackers because um, it was an all-star game. Nobody's trying to get hurt in those type of games. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had to cover as a linebacker and he showed through practice all week and in the game that he was certainly capable of doing that. And I think he probably improved his stock as well. Maji Sanders, uh, he was getting to the quarterback. He never got the quarterback, but he was getting to the quarterback, which again, uh, something we saw all season with him as he's one to do is getting to the quarterback's never been a huge issue for him. Um, especially putting all-star caliber around him um, doesn't hurt. And uh, he just needs to make sure he's, he's putting the quarterback in the dirt as opposed to just getting a hand on him. Uh, but it definitely causing disruption back there. I've seen him mocked as high as like early second round right now. Um, I saw a projection of Des going to the Steelers. I saw Maje going to the, it was this one I, I looked at the other day on ESPN. Um, Maje went to the Jets in the second round, so like very early in the second round. Um, in that same one, where did Des go in that one? Was that the one where he went to Indy? Yes. Indy. Yes, it was the one where he went to Indy, and uh, Sauce went to Philly in the first round. Yeah. I mean, all the, from all the reports that I looked at over it, I mean, it doesn't look like any of the UC guys – hurt themselves at all um just that you know they really that most of them uh kind of raised their stock at least a little bit um Mm -hmm. you know pierce was down there saw tons of good things about him from the the couple of practices that they that he had um obviously then he uh he left right which uh, you know it's good to hear that it wasn't because he got hurt you know you got to be you got to be smart about things at this point um yeah, you don't want to pretty much anyone who was invited to the senior bowl is probably going to get drafted. If oh. I, I think they, they said during the game that the last year's senior bowl represented something like 46% of, I don't know how, maybe it wasn't quite that high, but they, they essentially said that the players at the senior bowl represented a very large percentage of the players that were actually drafted. What's happening with this music? Yeah. I have no clue. All of a sudden on our our stream yard it started playing music and there's a a section that says background music that you can play. Oh, we don't need that. <laughs> oh, let's close need... that. Yeah, get rid of that. Yeah. Oh, um, that was weird. I mean, I'm I'm excited for I mean, obviously like at this point last year we were like talking about started to like drop things in about who we who we hope the Bengals were gonna take and right. uh, we still got one more game yeah coming up but we're also talking about how many bearcats are going to be drafted like we're looking at 100 which is all of them they're going to draft all of them we're looking at like the guys that are still there we're looking at like seven or eight different bearcats being drafted in this draft and that's crazy yeah and 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 not not like back end of the draft like uh we're gonna take this guy and this guy we'll see maybe he might stick two rounds We're talking, I mean, sauce, I've seen as high as five. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't in my own mind, and I'm sure that it hasn't have. Has there been a Bearcat drafted higher than that? I mean, the last time I remember uh, Bearcat drafted that high was 
it was basketball and it was Kenyon and, and DeMar. I mean, I'm talking about just football though. I, I wanna I wanna saying. say a... I wanna say the Bengals first pick ever was the center who may have gone to UC. I'm not sure. You mean like ever in the first ever draft? In the first ever Bengals draft. Wow. Um fifty you, years ago. If one of you want to look look that up to check me on that, but I'm, I'm I know that the their very first pick was a center. And I believe he was an Ohio kid, and I can't remember if it was from Cincinnati or not. But I got it. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely different times here in the tri-state area as we talk about the success of the Bengals, the success of the Bearcats nope. this year. The first draft the Bengals participated in in 1968, which they made uh, for Bob Johnson of Tennessee, was a was a center though, right? It doesn't. Sound... All right. Anyway, I was I was not right. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, it was the second year. It was uh, 1969. Greg Cook, quarterback, Cincinnati. There we go. I knew there was. Somebody... Oh, you're correct. This Bob Johnson was a center out of Tennessee. You are correct. All right. So I was mixing the two stories together and blended them together, and that's what you get. What what pick was Greg Cook? Greg Cook was a fifth pick. Oh, okay. There it is. He so... came AFL Rookie of the Year. Thanks, Ed. Welcome. Good looking out. Good job. And there's some more background music. I know he just hit his mic. Oh. <laughs> I thought I it was a good. I, I thought it was a good top riff too, like oh, yeah. a bass riff. <laughs> I hit the spring on the arm, like right here. It's good stuff. All Go right, ahead. so we we got through the stuff we had to get through. Now time for the fun stuff. Um, before we go forward. Forgot to mention Kobe Bryant was also at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he got a little turned around on a, a PI early on. Uh, outside of that, he looks solid. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm missing anybody then. Des Cook. Cook couldn't play because he was injured. Ford couldn't play. He was injured. Pierce couldn't play. Beavers, Myjay, Kobe. Yes, we're good. Yep. Moving on. And next. So... Where do we start with the Bengals? Because first off, let me ask you guys this. Has it set in yet? No. Oh. I'm wearing a hat right now that has a Super Bowl logo on it and a Bengals logo on it. And it's because the Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl. And I'm still like, did I like get this from, you know, some Chinese DH gate that just put the wrong logos on things? None of it feels right. Like, none of it. I feel very uncomfortable with all of this because i feel like we're just playing another game and i know it's not another game clearly but like i don't feel like this is the super bowl it doesn't feel like super bowl week even though it's cold as shit outside and there's still snow stupid it's it's february and the Bengals are still playing it's their 21st game of the season 21st game yeah they've not including preseason stuff they've never played this many games 700th game of the year They've never played this many games. Ever. It, it was weird. I was driving home from work on Tuesday, and I saw this tent popping up in this liquor store, uh, liquor store uh, d- down the street here. And I was like, oh, they're going to start selling some of those uh, seven steaks for $20 there, right? You've seen those all the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and after the snow got done falling or whatever, I drove by again. And they were selling bangle gear. I'm like, we have pop-up bangle shops now. Like they're everywhere. Liquors. And by the way, they're expensive as hell and the designs look like shit. But 
um, there are some things like if you want a car flag, you can go there. But if you want a fake uh, Super Bowl uh, flag for like sixty or ninety dollars, I can't remember what it said. Are they selling fake Super Bowl rings that'll turn your finger green? They would if they were. I would have bought one. Huh. I mean, I have some World Series rings I back just, here. Why not? It, I just love that, yeah. that you collect the most random shit. It, it, those pop-up oh. shops are—they're everywhere. They're all over the place. They are. There, there's a Glenway, uh, or yeah, over there, and then they're they're everywhere. There's some on uh, Beachmont. They're they're all over the place. Just little pop-ups. The, the people that you usually see outside the stadium. Well, I saw I, a guy outside of. Washington Park today on Elm Street with like it was like a suitcase that he put on like a folding card table and and then he was just holding the shirt out to the side yelling at cars as they drove by and like a couple cars like pulled over like that's like their, that's their, like the 2022 <laughs> equivalent of opening the trench coat and having yeah. like watches. 70 watches right thinking, yeah. I was thinking back like the day in high school when when uh Jostens would show up at the school and they would just open up that suitcase. Here's what the ring designs look like. Right. No, but this guy is just like, you know, hawking t shirts on the side of Elm Street. And like, but it's everywhere. They, like the Glenway one, uh, there was one, uh, it, it was in front of the Dicks out there on, on Glenway. There was a Dicks would get mad about that. That's what I thought. But, you know, whatever. They, and they had like a double tent. I'm actually surprised that Mike Brown um, and his, his, you know, his team. Has not drove around and tried to shut these people down because we know how he likes money. Well, I mean, he's raking whatever. money right now. He, well, look, he, but he also has to pay for a flight and everything. Th- he's Ed. You do realize how much money that they make on every playoff game. Yes. Like he's yes. way he's way above where the line was. We're we're playing with house money right now, literally, <laughs> literally, like. This is extra. They projected us at four wins, and I can't imagine that the Bengals staff thought that this was a reality. Like, you tell the team that your goal was the Super Bowl. Sure. Totally get that. You're supposed to. To tell them, like, hey, guys, this year we want to make the playoffs. That's our goal. That's, no one no one wants to hear that. You, get you say that every that. year, right? I mean, the, the Lions say that every year, right? Andy Dalton said that every year, and that's fine. <laughs> but here we are in a different era. With a different quarterback, a different coach, a different locker room, and the sky is the limit. And this is crazy. Now, I mean, I've dialed back a little bit and thought about the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of himself this year. Yep. Don't dial back. Yeah, I this dialed back. Time, little, well, this is not the time to dial we back. We beat Aaron. Patrick Mahomes hey, twice. We we did beat Patrick Mahomes twice. And once well, was an Arrowhead. Lamar in Jackson. the AFC Championship game. I don't know if you yeah. remember that, Aaron. It was a Lamar, week ago. Lamar, Lamar Jackson was injured this year or sick. I think he was sick about seven games. I don't even know at this point what's going on with that. I dude. think he quit. I don't like this, Aaron. But Aaron, you're being a chefamist. No, I'm not. I'm being real. But I, it, I just, again, still trying to just take this all in and be in the fact that we're in the Super Bowl. Like things did fall into place, much in the same way that for the Bearcats this year things fell into place where you had the COVID year and everybody got an extra year of eligibility and certain teams lost for the Bearcats to actually break the glass ceiling and get into the college football playoff. That all said, I don't want this Bengals team to stop. <laughs> oh, Chad. Um, I, I don't want this Bengals team to stop here, uh, but I just tried to take a look at the landscape and be like, 
all right, th- some things did have to happen for this to get here. I mean, I, mean, I think for any team to make the Absolutely. Super Bowl, I mean, yeah. there, there's two teams that get there, right? So, like, things have to fall. It, it's it's pretty rare, I think, that a team is just so dominant that it, it it's, like, expected right off the jump to, like, yep, they're good. I mean, things have to kind of still fall in your favor throughout the season. Like, you can't get bit by the injury bug. Like, you know, you, you can't have... You know, this is the first year a, a in a long time I feel like they haven't been. Well, that and you know we we've had we've had games go go the way that you know we've had some <laughs> some like turnovers and things that we've fallen our way. I don't know what Ed's laughing about right now. I but think like, you just saw right. Chad's comment. No, I just no. saw something on Twitter. So you know how the the Bengals released that hype video that the cart was going to go to was going to be going to the Super Bowl. Inglewood Police just posted this. Hey Bengals, we've been tracking your journey. You've got company for the big game. Let us introduce you into the lunch cart. We've always wanted to meet the Mike cart. <laughs> nice. That's funny. I love that they're getting into it, too. Okay, Ed. Just wreck like, your, wrecked your uh, train. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. Like, when no. I see something funny, I have, to, I have to do it. I don't think you have <laughs> it to It says the story oh. is getting legs or wheels. Wow. He hasn't stopped. No, he hasn't. Not at all. God, just hilarious. Totally love you, Ed. Just the dad jokes flying <laughs> right there. Full of so, them. I don't think, and I think now as the time to dial it back is not the correct time, Aaron. You can dial back after the season's over. Also, I did when, want to talk about when you're also, downtown at the parade. I also and, want to talk about dialing back. Um, Ed, if we lose this game, I think it's got to do everything to do with the fact that you shaved that beard, that glorious playoff beard of yours. Oh no, that's not true. Think, that's not a playoff, think about not a playoff that, beard. I've had that beard for months. That's not. It's not oh, count as a playoff. When did beard. you start growing it, Ed? When I had COVID, August. Hmm. Oh, when did the what happens in start, August, Ed? What have you done? Why you always got to put stuff on me? Drone you- over Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> well, we know we know where to turn if this doesn't turn out the way that no, it should. We broke all the superstitions. There are no more superstitions. I'm. We could call this Edgate. It could be Edgate. Where were you guys? It I could had be a beard. Pack. It could be Beardgate. I was I was so nervous during the Kansas City game. I was like going like this, and I pulled. There was a patch of baldness right here. Like there was. Hashtag Ed's fault. <laughs> it's growing back. <laughs> oh man, it is what it is. Hey, cool story. I have a friend who. Uh, th- thanks, Chad. Thanks a lot, bud. Um, I have a friend who uh, lives in London. He's flying to LA for the game from London. Jesus Christ! I know, right? That's a sweet story. Must must be nice. Good lord! Can't imagine how many pounds that cost. I can ask him. Oh, really? I can't imagine how many how many organs he had to sell to <laughs> buy Super Bowl tickets. Who knows, man? That's crazy. And that's something I want to like be upset about right now too. Well, Why Chad is Johnson it? is. I mean, okay. Side note: I let me just clarify. I understand that it. They realize that this is like where they can make like just obscene amounts of money. Uh, but. Why why is it so difficult? Like conference championship games shouldn't be the last game that like Ed. most fans 
can get into and cheer on their team. Like, right? Every every fan wants to be there to support their team in the biggest of games, and it is impossible unless you win some giveaway or you're loaded. Those yeah, are the only true. ways, or or you like mortgage your house to buy. <laughs> if you're doing that, you got issues, man. Some of these people, like I've been seeing, some people like, and like obviously, I don't know everybody's like finances, but like it it doesn't seem possible that people are like, oh, it's a once in a lifetime thing, to do. I'm like selling everything I own. I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, that's that's. I mean, that's dedication, you know. But yeah. um, maybe don't <laughs> like. I mean, we're just, talking. We're talking like the cheapest ticket I've seen is like fifty three hundred dollars. Well, how much do do you know how many like how much tickets cost for anybody who won the lottery? Because I feel uh, like nine hundred and fifty dollars up to two thousand is what I heard as far as like the cheapest tickets you could buy is like if you won the the season ticket lottery mm-hmm. was nine hundred fifty bucks, and then the most expensive were two thousand. Now I don't know where those. Obviously, I would assume that the nine hundred fifty dollars tickets put you in the nosebleeds. Um, I don't know where the $2,000 tickets put you. I don't know if that's face value of like the lower bowl or whatever. Um, well, and I imagine sweet costs are insane. Absolutely um, bananas. So I saw somebody had put two tickets for a suite uh, in their cart. And after the $12,725 fee on each ticket, uh, their total came out to like $142,000. All right, so Ed looked up for me. SoFi Stadium holds 70,240 seats. That's not counting standing room only because I'm sure they're selling some of those too. So what would we say that the average ticket cost would be if you're looking anywhere from 950 to, and I'm assuming that's nosebleeds, down to whatever the cost is for field level and suites included? We I'd say, have to say the average is at least five thousand, right? Are you I saying face value, like average face value? Yeah, yeah face value. <laughs> Probably five grand. All right, so if we're looking at five grand on ticket sales alone, that's three hundred and fifty-one million two hundred thousand dollars. Jesus. But see, I think okay, and then you're going you're going face value. I mean, I don't know how many. That, so I what I read last week was that the two teams that are in the game split 35% of the tickets. Like, they're issued 35% of the tickets go between the two teams in the game. Every other team in the NFL is allotted a certain number of tickets. Cut. Okay. Regardless, obviously. So of, that explains what Jim Irsay was doing then. Yeah, so like... Okay, a, that makes sense. So they're, they're allotted, um, allotted tickets, and then obviously, like, you know, then they have probably tickets that go to sponsors. Um, then oh, also, for sure. Then the the host team is also allotted an extra amount of tickets. So I don't know if that would go to the Rams this year or if they would allot those extra tickets to the Chargers. Or if they allot those tickets to the Bengals because the AFC is technically the home team. Well, it's the host stadium, whoever the okay. host stadium is, because normally, obviously, it, until last year, it had never fallen. Then I would imagine that, that's probably the Chargers if it's <laughs> AFC. I would imagine so. If they if they end up doing that, yeah, or they split them between. Regardless, it, it's it doesn't. Well, I guess I guess my biggest complaint about as we talk about all this money that's going to this entire mess of a of a game because an average fan cannot afford to go. No, 
period mm. the end like just it's absurd um and I, the, I i do know people who are going and they're average yeah. fans but I'm, I'm sure they had to i'm sure they had to if you know them, sell a car they're, going, or they're, they're not average fans like they're making above what an average fan pulls in i promise mm. think okay. about how 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 cool the super bowl would be like if it wasn't it, full of it, corporate it, right i mean suits here and yep. there you're gonna have like you know fans that are like into it because they won you know the jim or say giveaway right. or they you know or uh i saw like a kid from uh mason schools uh i don't know i think it said he was in fifth grade like his mom tried to win the the ursay thing didn't get picked and another company stepped in um and Dave's going because he's he won the lottery, Chad. He is an average fan, but he won the lottery. If you don't win the lottery as a season ticket holder, which that's a whole different cost associated with all of this, that's still crazy money. And if we're thank being, you for backing if, me up, Chad. If we're if we're being if we're also talking about that lottery, I know I'm going on another tangent here. I think I don't even think it should be a lottery for season ticket holders. I think it should go with uh Aaron, you've had season tickets since 1968. Um, would you like to purchase some Super Bowl tickets? And then if Aaron says no, then you go to the next person in line of longest tenured that could take season weeks. ticket holders. Well, you'd have to do that in tiers, right? You'd have to yeah. do that in, yeah. in tiers. Like I think that the, would be the best way to do it. The first, the people who have had the the You're right, I would be in tiers if I want them. For, <laughs> but like the first 15,000 people that have had tickets the longest, however many season tickets they have, that's who you would offer them to first. That's what I would do. But then the people who are the up bangles. in the nosebleeds, oh, I've had tickets a long time. Um, well, I mean, I if, you've had if you've had tickets since I guess, forever and you're in the nosebleeds, like you're still in that tier of length of time of having season tickets. The point that I'm getting to, though, is the fact that this this game, this Super Bowl game, in our lifetime, I don't know outside of, I'm trying to think of the cities that I've seen the Super Bowl in, we're looking at LA. We're looking at Vegas. We're looking at uh, Phoenix or wherever Arizona. I don't think actually plays in Phoenix. They play in um, yeah. Um, yeah, that other city in Arizona. Um, Miami, Tampa. Um, it was in, it was in Dallas. Indianapolis recently. Dallas, Indianapolis, uh, Detroit. I think had one at one point. Yeah, well, so. the, and obviously they can go to these. They can go to dome stadiums because the they Giants. don't want to. Yeah, they, right when they had it there and it was cold. The Giants had one. Can we please uh, not talk about that. I, I guess what I'm getting at is the fact that it's not a fair spread, like the All Star Game for baseball, where it moves from stadium to stadium, trying to make sure that nobody's getting too much of the pie, if you will. So I had a thought. What if, you know, like now they do AFC, NFC every other year, right? Mm -hmm. So what if they do that, AFC, NFC, every other year, and the two teams that make it to the Super Bowl, whoever the AFC team is one year, it's at their stadium. The next year, it's at the NFC team's stadium. What if, we do it that? what if we do it that way? But then you're still giving one of the teams in the Super Bowl, if I'm understanding correctly, home field advantage. Correct. Now, granted, that's happened. It's never happened before last year. And, it's and now it's again. happened two years, two in, years a row. in a row. 
Um, I don't. Because I'm not. Thing, here's the thing. If, if, people are going to go say, regardless. You can say that it's home field advantage, but it's not when tickets are outrageously priced. So you're Correct. not going to get the same. You don't get the same kind of fans in there. So it's not really home field advantage. What it is is it rewards the cities of the teams that are in the Super Bowl with having a Super Bowl. I think they just want to have this planned out far enough in advance that cities can properly prepare. Yeah, that's fair too. But if I guess if you're doing that, then I, maybe if you're doing that every other year thing, maybe you award it to the team that was there the year prior. Okay. And if they get in, they get in. But at least they would be winning, potentially winning a Super Bowl for your team and continue to alternate. That way it's not like the Patriots getting it every single year. But yeah. if you have a team that's not successful, I don't know where that that goes. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to wait 31 years. <laughs> okay. Uh, we we still would be waiting, unfortunately, though, if it was because it was the AFC this year. Next year, the NFC would get it, so it would be the Rams getting it next year if we were doing that according to your theory. Yeah, I I just I mean I I, I just I guess like they... what, what I was getting at though is just the fact that it's not fair for these teams that also have stadiums and cities that they're getting the spoil of the riches because they're in warm climates like football wasn't necessarily meant to be played in a warm climate. We've seen fantastic games in the snow, in the rain, in hurricane, torrential rains. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not always necessarily like palm trees and sunshine. Like, And I know that obviously when you have you know snow like we had last weekend, you, you would be as Dallas had when Dallas hosted the Super Bowl. They had ice issues the one year. And people were having issues getting to the stadium. But I don't know. I mean, again, you know, when you're talking about $351 million, why should why, why should 10 teams get to continue to just pass collect, that around? Collect That's that a lot money. Of all hairs. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they do any like revenue splitting from the Super Bowl or anything like that as far as like where that money goes. Um, from stuff like tickets and, right. and and like merchandise sales and things. I don't know all of the ins and outs of that, obviously, but the exposure for the city, you know, obviously, like you know, when you have it in in places like all the the small businesses and the things that are like you know the the banks could use a a nice shot of you know tons of people coming into the the city for. I mean, obviously, oh, for they're sure. Gonna, Obviously, they're gonna get, there's gonna be a large amount of people that are gonna go down to the banks on Sunday because uh, I think there's three watch parties or like three big screens they're gonna have uh, rolling down at the banks um, since the watch party was not sanctioned by the NFL. Um, well, there's other things they're gonna look for, and it's the same thing that you know the is it the World Cup is looking for with FC Cincinnati, right? They're gonna make sure they want to make sure we have a convention center. Uh, with a convention center hotel and all this stuff. And I know that we're getting one, right? The Millennium the Millennium is being torn down and turned into I, a convention center. I drove past it today. I don't know that there's anything left of the original Millennium Tower at this point. Yeah. So not today, this week. I'm sorry. There are some things that we do, 
I guess, as a city need to do before we can get a Super Bowl in here. But you're right. It would be nice to, to be able to share that experience in other cities. Well, well people I think they they did the all-star game here. Correct. Well, they and did. That's, a, that, that's a multi-day big time event. That's a, that, that's that a fair, in, that's a that fair statement. Tons of people. They had the world choir games here. Okay. The city that sings. Yeah, we are the city that sings. You're right. We are well, the city that sings. But people bitch and moan that we don't have five star hotels. We don't have five star restaurants. Well, That's when you're not, thing, yeah. when you're, but when you're not getting these types of events at any type of regularity, Indianapolis hosts everything. They get March Madness. And well, part, that is, part, of that is, part of that is building a, a dome. But I guess my point is, if say say we. You know, whenever this contract runs up at Paul Brown and they decide to tear the whole damn thing down and build a dome. No, whoa. Hang on. Bear with That's, me. If they, just de- to pay for that. if they decided to do that, would it even matter? Would they give Cincinnati those hot ticket you, items? I, I think if they I don't put think they a, would. I, I think they would. If they put a, a they put a I mean, heck, they were going to they were going to bring March Madness here. Well, as, well as, we needed a whole new we needed a whole new basketball right. Arena, that's what I'm, but that's what Aaron's saying. If they built something brand new, something shiny and new, they would a hundred percent right now. If they tore down Paul Brown Stadium and built a a dome stadium there with all the bells and whistles, the NFL would immediately award them a Super Bowl guaranteed. Well, and college, I guess- and, and, and then you're right about the NCAA tournament and everything because didn't college basketball NCAA tournament just play at a uh, uh, in Eddie at their dome arena. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, That's Dayton what, gets the first four. Well, Indy always has the the uh, Columbus too. They do the, uh, not not pro days, but the uh, combine. Yes, thank combine. you. The NFL combine is always like because it's central. Uh, we're an hour and a half away. Like we'd also be central. Uh, also, so you, with the weather situation, Indy, you can get pretty much all through downtown using just going walking through buildings and you don't have to go outside okay they tore down our skywalk it did it wasn't going to get us to the stadium though yeah i don't know i guess i'm just trying to think outside the box like especially with if, you especially if joe's able to take this i mean this is me going so, way out on a limb but if joe's able to take this team to unparalleled heights to where all of a sudden we're appearing in you know, four Super Bowls over the course of his career, five Super Bowls over the course of his career. Is this something that you could see the Browns taking that money and helping to build the next stadium to where it's domed and you can bring in a Super Bowl, you can bring in a March Madness and use the stadium for more than just football okay on that same note though let's talk about this for a second because it, it's gonna have to do with that extra money that you're talking about so on the pat mcafee show uh you know he always brings up that we don't have an indoor practice facility but he's had a lot of big heads on the show this week and all of them have also mentioned how we don't have an indoor practice facility and they've also mentioned how that could possibly keep us from getting i mean we have joe burrow but we we you know and Jamar Chase and those guys, but we drafted them. But like, if big names want to start coming to Cincinnati, could that keep them from wanting to play Ed, for Cincinnati? Because we don't, I don't have think it. In- so, Ed. Okay, but anyways, Ed, Ed let me. Do let me you stop think? You. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just give me one more thing. I got one more thing to throw in about an indoor practice facility. All right, Pittsburgh, the Steelers, and the Panthers have a practice facility together. That's you see, what's a okay. You see, what's a practice facility. 
the Bengals want a practice facility. Do you think Mike Brown would talk to UC about building a joint practice practice facility? No, I think they're going to continue to share and pay for rent on the days that they use it because it's a handful of days that they would even need it. Yeah. All right. You're not going to be in. I mean, again, we talked about this. I don't even know on what show at this point. Um, on one of the one of the Bearcat Journal shows I'm on. Um, but we we talked about the fact that how often would you need to use it? And uh, I mean, I was hit with the only well, time. Gets, the only time that they've gone, The only time that they've that they've used the bubble this year was this week, I think. Yeah, I don't think they used it prior to that at all. I mean, I didn't, I mean, maybe they used it no, here and there. Right. I, I don't know, but like the only time I've seen it reported on, obviously, because there's you know oh. kind of a big thing happening, but they uh, was this week. We can play we outside. Keep, like, can we you... keep kicking out the lacrosse team and the ultimate frisbee team to allow the Bengals to to practice there? I mean, is yeah. that going to be something we can that yeah, viably we're going to be able to continue to do? Int- intramural frisbee doesn't pay nearly as much. As Paul Brown, Paul Brown, or, well, or Mike, Mike Brown, Mike, sorry. Mike Brown, and Mike the, Brown. The, the the Brown and the Brown family. Yeah. If you look at if you look at it in a roundabout way, the Browns are helping build the uh, next indoor practice facility. Of their <laughs> <laughs> that is money that the university was not expecting this year. Thank you. So I don't know. I mean, I'm how with much you. They, I, maybe Chad knows. Chad, how much do they pay for rent for that bubble? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. All right. No, that's. You 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 might be able to find that out from like because Freedom it's a, of Information Act. Correct. Because it's a state funded school. We could probably find out from Go ahead and file that, that Ed. Requ- making that type of a request. But yeah, good luck. And then it I mean, comes back and says zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're like <laughs> NIL <laughs> deal. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't want to talk too much about that anymore. Um, but Jeff, you were at the pep rally was just last night. Boots on the ground. I don't know who threw so, that out, but that was funny. That was okay. me. You're welcome. So, so take, take us through what it was like attending the, uh, the very first pep rally ever for a Super Bowl at Paul Brown stadium, the opening night fan rally. Huh? Um, so I got 30,000 got... 30, tickets were made. And yep. thirty thousand yeah, yep. tickets were yanked within hours. Yeah, unless <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, so, like, I I had a, uh, a a pre like the night before. I had a like a code, and I got my tickets early, so I knew I was going. Nice. And, How did you do that? Um, I don't know because uh, somehow Carrie got it, and then she sent it to me, and then I got my tickets early. Um, I, I don't know where she got it from. I don't know that it was, it may have been pretty widely known. I don't know. Regardless, have my tickets. Um, so we went down, I took, um, my boys went with me, um, and we got down there at probably, I don't know, it was like 5.30, 5.15, something like that. We got down there and it was already starting to like fill up. Uh, I had a buddy that was inside already and he was sending me pictures from like inside the, you know, let me know, like, Hey, you better hurry up. Like the. You know, the bowl starting to fill up. All the all the prime seating is going away. So um, the stadium style seating is like it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent festival style. Like you went in, and it was kind of like you know once you got to your seats, 
like don't move because obviously you don't have like claim to those seats uh if you didn't if somebody wasn't staying there and i had my two uh my eight-year-old my my six-year-old and they said like there's you know i'm not leaving them in the seats to be like hey i'm gonna go up here um the concessions i didn't we didn't go to the concessions uh we're how were the concession stand workers were they nice and pleasant uh from what i saw they were extremely pleasant oh good um yeah they're very kind that's big uh uh uh-huh it was um and i didn't take it they were uh, they were very nice um we didn't go up to them but from what i saw the interactions were kind uh we did go over i was going to go into the pro shop because there was no line outside the pro shop and i was like oh cool like i'll get uh, you know we're here somewhat early um we'll go in and i was going to get this hat and um we got over and we went inside and the line inside was outrageous and it had already begun to look like a going out of business sale because there was like nothing left on the racks. Um, so Wild. we we turned around, went back out. Uh, we first sat down in the north north end zone, probably about 15 rows up. And then one of my buddies sent me a message and said that there were three seats next to him directly in front of the stage, 13 rows up. Uh, and so we headed over there and, and slid down uh, to have prime viewing angles of of what was going on um so we got down there the fans that were around me that we had like i had like an older set of, of fans behind me who have had season tickets for 30 years um that was kind of neat to talk to them he did say that they had a break in their um in their season ticket ownership because uh they were unhappy with the coaching situation and nothing changing. And so they, they put on their season ticket thing, I guess, whenever they said they weren't renewing them, that they weren't getting them until they got a new coach. And he said the day after uh, the fire or the, that they were getting a new coach, he got a phone call from the season ticket holder office. Like, Hey, you said, and he was that's like, a lead, I did. man, that's a, that's a, that's a lead for the sales team. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to him. Hey, thank you. To, thank you to that gentleman yeah. uh, for this, this, this world, this world series, this Super Bowl is, is all a tribute to that gentleman. Thank you he, to he him. He's like, a real Cincinnati hero. He said, he's like, so I, I got him back and uh, he's actually upgrading his seats this year. Um, that was kind of neat. I tried to buy his old ones, but he's already promised them to somebody else. Cause they're in like a, a good spot. They're like, over in the corner of the end zone. Regardless, whatever. Um, the atmosphere there was incredible. Uh, everybody was like, we they they did like the mic'd up. I'm sure a lot of people have seen the mic'd up uh, from the AFC Championship game that's on the NFL Network YouTube yeah. page, or you know, I'm sure the I think the NFL Wild. has probably been playing it. Um, so they played that on the jumbo up on the jumbotrons. Uh, you can tell how old I am because I'm calling them jumbotrons um, on the. The big TVs at the end of the thing. Like I the looked it up whatever. on the Google. Yeah, on the on the you Googlies. Um, <laughs> the Google machine. Yeah, so they played that, and it was it was honestly like experiencing the game all over again, but like with you know with In all the, the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, which is wild because you know obviously we all watched it at home on our TVs. But people cheered there. accordingly, right? Like Oh, absolutely. It was like it was happening for the first time all over again. <laughs> That's awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, they did the um they had a couple little interview things like uh David Fulcher, um Max Montoya was down there, Ken Anderson. Um they just went through asked them some basic questions about, you know, cuz Gary Owen and and Bengal Jim were doing the the MCing of the night. 
Ken Anderson um, recently had surgery, didn't he? Yes. Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 He was down there. He had. Good, you know, he good. had obviously good things to say about uh, about Burrow because they kind of directed those kinds of questions at him. Sure. They awarded some uh, trips to the Super Bowl. The, um, the kid rapping. The the rapping kid. They showed oh, his the kid viral from the, video. Went viral earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. They they good showed his viral video on the big screen. Good they for did him. not play the audio. Um, that's good. So, that's good. Uh, and he's uh, he was up there with his mom. Uh, I'm sure that's probably who's going to go with him. Good call. Uh, what accepting, a moment for that his. kid, right? And then also uh, Kingston, the um, kid who got the gloves the, from Jamar Chase that, and the cried. Kid that's down there. That's always getting the gloves and the balls and the yeah. towels. He's going to. So, yep yeah. they they gave that's him awesome. they gave him that. And then they had a season ticket holder who has had season tickets since 1968. And he was the third person in line to buy season tickets that year. Um, I thought he, I thought he had a heart attack at first when they told him he was going to the Super Bowl because he just collapsed up by the, uh, like they they were doing it up by the throne by the sure. king of the jungle or the ruler of the jungle throne thing that they got. Um, so that was cool. The rest of it was, I think, you know, aimed at a little bit uh, of an older of like the older fan audience, kind of like that can understand things. And I don't mean like, like it wasn't for the kids necessarily because they were showing like interviews, which were kind of neat to listen to the interview between there's an interview between, um, with Burrow and Stafford. They went back and forth between them. And then there was an interview with Sean McVay and, and uh, Zach Taylor that they put up. So those kinds of things weren't necessarily like hype things or like yeah. exciting for kids. Uh, but with all the fans around us, like sharing stories about like, Oh yeah, I was at this game or I was at this game. And like, yeah, this is when I became a Bengals fan. Kind of meeting people in your little area that you were at was really cool. And sure. being hype and kind of talking about like how the season started and where it's at now, obviously, and uh, how long we've all been waiting to see this and just wanting to partake and experience that. And then the team introduction came. So, real quick, before you do that, I, I before you talk about a certain person, I do have a video. Uh, queued up for it and i want to i want to get your reaction tell me what the reaction was well you you can have it queued up and i i'm almost 100 sure i know what it is but um so like they they start oh i forgot to say they had Kay adams on a live uh i saw that live like a live interview feed that was pretty cool um she's bangles through and through uh bangle jim asked her straight up like who are you rooting for um and you know she can't she can't deny she can't deny the Bengals. Guys, there's a uh, lot of there's a lot of big heads like saying the Bengals are gonna win this. Like uh, hey, there are a lot of big heads. Yeah. The lighting system that they've put into Paul Brown is incredible. I saw a video of that they, too. They, that looked amazing. They shut down. I mean, like the lights, you know, they, they went out, the smoke started pouring out of the tiger mouths, which like I do have to say, like we we might need to think about revamping the the, the, the tigers, the, tigers? The, the the tiger things that the, you know, they walk out of. Um, anyway, they bring the team out, uh, and those all it, whites in the all white in the diamond collection, which I tried. We could talk about some of that here in a minute. Yeah, uh, but they brought them out. They brought those guys out, and then uh, then they announced the defensive starters. So there was lots of cheering going on. Sam Hubbard, defensive end. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, one, one at a time. They <laughs> they announced them and they walked out and please. And then then they went to. So there there were like a lot of like, I would I don't know that there was any 
like change in volume as far i mean loud cheers i don't know if there's really any like big explosion for anybody on defense like it was it was a high level of uh, the decibels were high nobody got hype crazy was, for eli apple the the hype was there i would but i wouldn't say that it was like nutso then they moved to special teams and they went through their special teams and then they brought out my boy shooter mcpherson and you would have thought you would you would have thought that like you know Tom Brady was coming out in New England at the height of his time there. I mean, like it was nuts. Like it was very, very loud for him. And you know, he's just kind of like he seems like kind of a very like I don't know reserved kind of like you know. No kicker has yeah. ever made this many field goals going into the Super Bowl. Well, you know. Good for him. He's amazing. So they did that. Then they went into the offense. And of course, like those guys got their, you know, Jamar came out doing the gritty, like they got right foot cree. Yeah, yeah with it. My wife then, did the gritty this week for a video for work. Then <laughs> Uzama came out from there. Um and he was like lightweight jogging. Like I have it on video. I videoed the entirety of like the team introduction. Um there's your but video, he, Ed. You didn't even have to ask someone on Twitter for no, it. Uh, we don't. We're. I'm not to this part yet, Ed. You can. You can. Slow your roll. Pump the pump the brakes, guy. Uh, this is a long story. You know, I like I'm to talk. I got a lot of wind. A lot of wind. Jeff's been waiting for this moment is, um, all day. All day. Uh, Jeff's get off my lawn but, moment. But, but Uzama, <laughs> he came out and he was. You know, he was like lightweight jogging, like kind of like hopping up and down when he came out. Big brace on his leg, but I was like. Uh, I turned to one of the guys I was w- sitting here. I'm like, oh, he's playing. Like there, he's 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 good to go. Um, to which he agreed, and then we hooted and high fived. And uh, yeah, then they finished. Bringing, Joe Burrow came out, and like I'm sure you've all seen the clip of him coming out. Like the place sounded like it was over capacity, and it was just the lower bowl. They all came out, and they they said they're you know they each had some time on the mic. Wait, uh, so the lower bowl actually stood and was in their seats when? Oh yeah. When when oh, things happened. Oh yeah. He jammed that's weird. That's, that's yeah. so that's so weird. Yeah. What's well, that like? What? <laughs> they were all the, all those seats were full because those were free tickets. Um, so it's, yeah, like much like much see. like much like maybe like I don't know like maybe a student section could have free tickets. Could be like a whole lower bowl. I don't know. Um, maybe a couple that. rows up I, is what it is. Go on. Um, so they, you know, they all they all came out. They all the the white sweatsuit look is is just fire. Oh, uh, it's awesome. Uh, you saw? Did you see Clark Harris's tweet today when they were going to this uh, to the airport? No. <laughs> he tweeted out, uh, "We're we're going to film." Season two of Squid Games. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they all had like their you know their time to to talk up there. Uh, the Lamar Hunter who was out on the in on full display in the middle, and every chance Gary Owen got to say, "This ain't the one we want. This ain't the one we want." Like, I want him he, on the show so bad. He is there. hilarious. He uh, hey, good good for the Bengals by the way to choose him. Yeah, like kind of wrap him into it. He because yeah. he's always been hyping the Bengals well, up. Like I remember one year he was like he got real sad at the end of the season because like the Bengals weren't doing well, and he's like, "I bought these orange Bengals shoes. I bought them so that 
You know, I could be there in the playoffs and maybe even in the Super Bowl. And now I'm gonna have to wear them to the draft. But we're drafting high this year, baby. Like, he, well, so so who had more input in this whole pep rally? Because from my understanding, Bengal Jim had something to do with setting the whole damn thing up. As he well, was, I think it's a. Uh, it seems to me that it's a that it was like an NFL mandated kind of like you have to or like because an yeah. NFL because they did it on like the you know you know what I mean like how that how that go for the Rams the Rams only had three thousand people there well we had okay. more people standing in line to get cans of Hootapool beer than the Rams had at their okay rally. but to be to be fair with that like they were told that they unfortunately couldn't use their home stadium uh, because it's being set up for the Super Bowl hey. Tough on you, uh, hey, but they did. Move saying, it you to, tell us they, ours is going to be at, well, at at uh you know uh Nippert Stadium, and trust me, Cincinnati still showing well, up. No, I agree. Why and not? I, why not just use on the why not just UCLA? use the stadium? Why not just use the stadium they used last year? There. So before, instead, before the SoFi opened, from what from what I understand, the Coliseum. It, from what I understand, it was a, a very uh it was like three thousand tickets that they had for the some high school local high school, and it would it's like season ticket holders only like that was it that's how you had the like they basically had to win a lottery to get into their fan rally they suck um, lost number one for them for the week well are. except except espn blew it up like it was the only thing happening yeah. oh night. man so I'm, gonna, I'm now gonna i'm now gonna get to what ed wants me to get to uh our All boy right. so tell CJ me about is out there and he's got the mic and then this happens in slow motion, apparently. CJ reaches down, unbuckles. You can go ahead and stop it, Ed. That's just high fives. So CJ reaches down, unbuckles the the uh the the brace. brace so i i see him get the mic right my kids start a who day chant next to me so i turn my camera I, I like went to like get my phone to to record them starting their little who day chant i look back and i just see the brace hurtling through the air and i was like oh my god and the place was like i mean it it sounded like a bomb went off in there because of how loud it got and he, I mean, obviously he knew what he was doing. He's a heartbeat. They got, that's what I called him last week. And maybe even the week before that, when I said he knows last week, no, I it said was he after was we talked, yeah, we, yeah. we talked on the phone and, I, and made the anatomy he, analogy. He, is, he was the heart. He is the heartbeat of the team. Um, and also, it, by the way, shout out to uh, Lord Dylan Guthrie for allowing us to use that video in the pod. Props. On is Twitter. That at, is that at Lord Dylan Guthrie? It's at Dylan Guthrie 18 on the yeah, Twitter I think, machine. I, I think you retweeted it probably from our, our Twitter machine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Appreciate that. Uh but when he did that and then you know so he was he was the, the last one to, to have his, his words and then he gave he gave the big the big arm swing and then they started in into the Hude chant and Kind of got everything wrapped up after that, but it was it was awesome. The light show was great. The fireworks were great. Um, my kids loved it. Uh, there's something to be said about what this team is doing, and we, I know we talked about it as they kind of hit the playoff run. Um, 
there's really, really special things happening in this city with the fan base. Um, I've said, I've used the, the phrase that, you know, it's fusing, fusing the old fans that have been heartbroken and distraught and just like, you know, this is the only team I've ever rooted for. And I refuse to, you know, change and try and root for another team um, with the fans that don't know any better. And thankfully, a lot of those fans that don't know any better are younger kids that are, you know, they're getting something that we we didn't get as young kids. Uh, We got a very brief taste of it as very young children. And then it went away for a long time. Um, and, and that's not to knock, you know, the Marvin Lewis era because that, that broke us out of thinking that it was okay to just lose all the time uh, and showed us that, you know, this team can get to the playoffs. And now, you know, we take, we've taken the next step up where we can win in the playoffs and we can get to the Super Bowl. And at the end of this week, it's going to show us that we can win the Super Bowl. Um uh, I just the amount of kids that were there that were excited running around in all their you know all the different jerseys and cheering and hooting and like the they started the, the wave went around like five times like it, it was a great experience it's something that you know the I thought the Bengals did a, a pretty good job I know I've seen like some fans out there saying that it wasn't wasn't all that and it was kind of seemed poorly put together um, I did not echo those thoughts i thought it was very well done i the the entirety of the experience between you know meeting new meeting fans around you if you're that kind of person i like to talk a lot i don't know if that's evident or not not you not Um, you but there are fans all around like i said sharing stories just kind of living in the moment being excited about this team and hyped up for what's coming in this next week like Aaron said at the beginning that it still hasn't kind of hit him. It still, like I said, hasn't hit me, and I'm wearing a Bengals Super Bowl hat. And you went to the um, so I, there and and the other point I made that the, the Dagon Pro Shop looks like a like a going out of business sale because there's nothing <laughs> left. There's literally there's nothing left. I went back in there today to get this hat, uh, hoping, and I still waited in like a ten minute line to get up to the front because there were people in there, and there's you know like. There's still some, I mean, gear in there, but like it is cleaned out. Like there, there's big sizes of shirts and stuff left, um, and there are how big some, sizes? I <laughs> I get a lunch break tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe Ed size. Um, well, I mean, but but really, Ed with beard size. Ed with no beard. Maybe okay. not those sizes. I was I five mean, pounds last week. I was at, I was at Cook Sporting Goods yesterday morning and. They had a ton of Super Bowl gear, uh, like hoodies and T-shirts and AFC champion gear, um, hats and all that stuff. Did you um, make your way to the back-ish area, yeah. Aaron? Oh, where the Bearcats and Red stuff is? Uh, before you get to that, there was uh, a rack of Bengals jerseys. I didn't even look at the jerseys. Yeah, these folks uh, down at Cooks must have really gone down and found some extra boxes from years past because there were some Odell Thurman uh, jerseys hanging up. Uh, like it was there. There were <laughs> names on the back. There was some Watson jerseys. I don't. I don't know that I like Kenny Watson. Like, I think I have an O'Neill jersey over yeah, here. Yeah, I mean they were seriously some of the oldest jerseys, and and they they were, reached into the doldrums they were wrinkled like the numbers in the every, like, was, <laughs> like you could tell that these are jerseys that they were like oh dang look and they didn't change the prices on them because they were still like 65 dollars <laughs> like 
that's an Odell Thurman. I mean, I get it. Like you're trying to, uh, and then up front they had a rack. I guarantee of, you, they sold probably ten of them. Yeah, oh, probably. Oh, all day. Someone's gonna take the nameplate off the back and cricket their own name on the back. There were there were jerseys like game used jerseys that were hanging up in the front that are like I mean just destroyed game used jerseys from like it's like 1989 season game used jersey 1990 season game used jersey like someone David Klingler someone no if there was a David Klingler I would have bought it um, <laughs> and they were they were price they were like priced between 100 and 200 bucks but these are game used Bengals jerseys from you know yesteryear sure. and uh, some of them don't have name plates on the back of them I don't know if you know maybe. <laughs> I just want to just throw this out there that that is a gem of a store. If you've never been to oh, Cook's, Cook's Sporting Goods, like it is literally we... way better than any sporting goods oh, you store. You can literally get anything and everything you ever wanted from any Cincinnati sports team in there. You can get it made. I mean, my wife had a Chinadum and Duke Way jersey made for exactly. me way back in the day. Yeah. Um, and they turned it, they turned it around. Like, I mean, we're talking, it was pretty quick turnaround Fantastic back then. Fantastic store. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm and, off on Monday. They're really nice people. I mean, parking, the parking situation downtown is obviously the parking situation downtown. I live a block away. Uh, I walk you know, If you need anything, Venmo Aaron plus $10, <laughs> he'll get it to you. I got um, you. Yeah. You know, I just got to make sure it's in stock first. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, hey, it's a gamble. It's kind of a gamble. It's like an NFT or crypto. If it's not in stock, you lost your money and Aaron gets to keep it. Also, I don't, I don't <laughs> live there past April 1st. So, uh, well, you get your oh. money in quick. Get your money in quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty cool. Like the pro shop luckily had these hats left because the only stuff left in the, uh, there's some AFC championship gear left down in cooks when I was there today. Uh, but they did seem to be starting to run pretty thin on a lot of stuff. Uh, All right. So you bring up the fact that people are running out of stock and you brought up everywhere. the fact that, that the players wore the incredible white Here you go again. The white, jumpsuits onto the field but let's talk about that for a minute so yesterday morning those those nike diamond series white jumpsuits go for sale i i, I don't even think they just the top i was gonna say i don't think they've even released the pants at this point i think the bengals players might be the only ones with the pants as things currently stand uh but they released these these quarter zips and the full zips um, and and I think that was it, right? Yeah, that's like from the, the diamond, the diamond white collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rams ones are still in stock. I think I think they had actual full hoodies too. He said the Rams ones are still in stock. And well, of course they are because they don't actually have real fans out in LA because they just transplanted from St. Louis, and St. Louis fans are still pissed off. But that's neither here nor there because I one F- time went to a St. Louis Rams game. F St. Louis. In any case. Um, <laughs> the whole city. Um, but oh, in any case, we met that really nice gentleman at that hole in the wall bar that had night that had bars on it. That's that's fine. It, the Cardinals have ruined it for me. I'll um, find the picture. There. I'll find the picture. In any case, what I'm getting at is the fact that those hoodies were gone in like two hours yesterday. And now at $160 a pop, 160 Ridiculous. Nike fantastic white all white hoodies and now if you want to find them on ebay because that's the only place that has them they're all 400 380 that's ridiculous well i mean that's like that's like a shoe drop though well it's how do we stop this 
That's exactly what's happening with the Huda Pool beer that were released yesterday. If you look on eBay, those things are selling for, well, they're being listed for $400 right now. What happened to not for resale being on tags? It's considered a collector's item. So get out of here. You can't put something as a collector's item two days after uh, the day it releases. Ed collects things the day it releases. And hold on a second. I'll be right back. Bobblehead collector. <laughs> Um, no, so like, I didn't even know about this diamond white collection. Uh, I really want the quarter zip. Like, I really want the quarter zip. It, it strains me to pay $125 for a hoodie. Uh, but it is that sick that I want it. Um, the other one is, like I said, $160. I saw a guy who, I guess, while he was at the pep rally, told his wife, Did you look like, him up? what the price? You, yeah. No. Do you have him pulled up on your screen right now? No, because when you click on them to go to the Nike website, it says the product you're looking for is no longer available. Well, I was going to say, do you want do you want to throw it up on the on the YouTube if you're on that page? Uh, if I can, the, if, YouTube, if I can locate, yard. if if I can locate an actual picture of it, I will. But every time you go to it, it they've taken them down because people have bought them all, and it makes me very sad. I'm just I'm I'm tired of same thing with with PlayStation and Xbox. Same thing with this now like when when can we stop people from from just swooping everything up to resell at two and a half times the value you can't it's, it's gross you sure cannot. you can no. you can just not let them have this product on ebay that's the game right now man that's the game if you look at trading cards i mean that's the game you could buy a pack of trading cards for six bucks and if it hasn't big fierce and rookie in there they're turning around and selling that on ebay for 150 100 you know 200 dollars mcpherson yeah mcpherson's selling right now yeah it's crazy but this is the um this is the one that the Bengals were wearing uh yesterday on the field except they had the number their, num their number on underneath the beat in silver. that yeah, and that was what was advertised whenever they sent out the the email, and that would have been really cool if you could buy it, like you know, with the silver number. number on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if they have the other one even I on fanatics. If, if they win this this whole damn thing, I hope that they just mass produce the shit out of this. Uh, well, I did see today, uh, about an hour before we got on uh, on here, the Bengals Pro Shop tweeted and said that they are expecting their delivery of the diamond white collection soon uh and that they will tweet it out uh and i know i'm, I'm putting this out to everybody now uh i did uh, if you want to go on your twitter machine and click you know a little bell the little bell on the Bengals pro shop so that you get an alert when they every time they tweet because i've done that now uh i will be racing down as fast as i can uh, to try to scoop up one of the the quarter zips, lights and sirens. No, Ed. Oh. No. All right, Ed. I know you're dying to talk about this beer you have in your hand. Well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I have one can of Huda Pool beer from whenever year this was, and it's uh it's empty uh, because my grandfather did not waste a beer. He went ahead and put <laughs> holes in the bottom and put it in a can. Yeah, he wasn't gonna waste a beer. Um. I'm looking right now online, and it looks like six packs were selling for two hundred dollars a piece. What was the uh, original price? Twenty, and now they're selling for a hundred. Um, but 
I did see that. Um, what's the name of that? Arnold's, the bar downtown. They have a couple six packs that they are going to put on sale soon. Um, they're doing it through a like a basically like a first come first serve system, I think, on a website. Um, and then I, on I'm gonna try. Uh, and then the Moreline House has a bunch of six packs, and they're gonna try to figure out how to sell theirs. Do you even work anymore? How are you gonna try? What do you mean? Are you back at home, working remotely? I'm in the office twice a week. Just gonna take the the laptop with you in the car and keep it connected to your. I can't. How you can do that? We're gonna get internet. So these this from is, your this phone. Is, this oh, is the other one. Uh, obviously, you have to come to our YouTube and then hit the subscribe button to see this. Um, well done. So these are the, the way, <laughs> these way to go, bud. Or at least just hit the uh, the thumbs up button on the video. Um, these are the the quarter zips Perfect. down here on the bottom for both teams. Um, it says Super Bowl on the front. The back of it has like a kind of that windbreaker. Like, how much are these selling for? These ones are um, the quarter zips are 125. Good God! Normally, um, I mean, heck, the dry fit long sleeve shirt t shirt is 85 bucks. Um, also, this is, is, what it is. I mean, obviously they you know they got to make their their money somehow. Yes. They don't make enough money on their tickets. Um, but it's Nike, and it's just like anything else that you that drops and is exclusive or whatever. Like, people are going to buy up as many as they can get and then turn around and try to gouge everyone who is, uh, you know, trying to get it to actually wear. It, it does worry me to buy, a like, a, a very, very, very white garment yes. of any kind because inevitably... Inevitably, it won't look as you know nice after you wear it for a while. But it is a sick little selection of things that they've got there. And the pro shop's going to have some in. So, like, if you want to go down and, and scoop them up. All right. So let's let's get to the to the nuts and bolts of the game. We haven't talked too much about the actual Super Bowl coming up. Uh, we, we've talked an awful lot about the the going the experience. into it. Yep. And, the, and the experiences that we've all had. But here we are in the year 2022. The year of the tiger. It is the year of the tiger. Well done. And the Bengals are getting set to take on the Rams. And we've all listened to plenty of, of, of shit. We've all listened to NFL Network, ESPN. The spaces, the the podcasts, what have you. So I want to know where you feel the deficiencies for the Bengals lie and where you feel they excel going into this game. You go Ed, ahead. Ed, you go first. Great. Thanks a lot. Um, I guess the deficiencies I could see are going to be on the offensive line. Absolutely. Even though Joe Burrow says that he trusts 100% his offensive line against Sam I mean, Denard. Well, he, he, has, he, yes. he bought them all diamond watches. Did he really? Yeah. like the, I, I didn't hear that story. I was just about to ask you if he's bought him anything. Yet, the G-Zone the G watches after the season. G-Shock? Yeah, that one. He didn't get them all some shiesty chains? No. He, no. That'd be interesting. But he got um, G-Shocks with Diamond Crust. I didn't know G-Shocks are still a good watch. 
Um, Neither did anyone else from what I saw in the comments. That's a good point. Uh, but I think, I guess two sides, I see, I mean, I guess where we'll excel is going to be in the defense. Um, I want to say, in the, you know, in the wide receivers, um, which we will probably excel in that position. But I think it's really going to come down to defense, just like it did against Kansas City, right? If we wouldn't have got that turnover, who knows what would have happened. Um, so I think it's really going to come down to the defense being able to, um, you know, keep them out of the end zone or at least kick them, keep them to some field goals. I appreciate that, Ed. No, Jeff, take what Ed said and say it better. You're an asshole. <laughs> Ed, I appreciate what you had no, to say. No, thank I, you. I, I, well, that's why I kicked you first, because I didn't want you to have, like, Jeff take all of your other stuff, but also, he is long-winded. We all know that. Yeah, I'm going to try and, and kind of keep it short, because I... I'm going to chop you in the throat. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Very violent, Ed. Cough um, on you without a mask. I mean, obviously, the, the, the easy thing... A threat these days. God. You better be careful. I live on campus. Yeah, the, the, easy, no, the easy thing to look at here is to say that, um, you know, the, the offensive line is going to be a deficiency. And sure. a lot of... Riley Reif is not back, right? He's, he's done, no. done. Yeah, he's yeah, done. Yeah, he's, he, he's all the way done. Um, and they've got, they've got, you know, they've got Von Miller... Right, and then they've got Aaron Donald, and are those guys are are those are they, they are dudes? Are they going to get home maybe once or twice? Probably. Uh, we all each, know each. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so you're. Uh, I don't know that the. I'm hoping the Bengals don't give up four sacks. If they do, I went with once or twice. Oh, okay. Each fair. That's fair. Um. We all know what what Burrow can do. Uh, he'll tell you uh, to your face, uh, "You can't zero me." And you know, if, if they if they get in there, they get in there. We can we can beat that. The Bengals have shown that they can beat that. Uh, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be where the game is won or lost. To I be, actually to, agree with you. To to be wholly fair, um, I think where. I think the the bigger matchup, obviously everybody likes to talk about the Jamar Jalen, like that that whole matchup on on the outside. Uh that's gonna be good. Um I I still I I like Jamar's chances out there, and that's not to take anything away uh from from Mr. uh Mr. Ramsey out there. Um I think where the Bengals are gonna have to have their 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 performances be maybe next level is against is in the the secondary for the Bengals. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to have any any kind of screw ups out there with with the likes of Cooper Cup. You know, you, that's a dude. You, another one. That's a that's a that's another dude. And they got another guy who I know he's only had 100 yard game with the Rams, but. OBJ is also a dude. He is a dude. Um, so the success that the Bengals are going to have, I think, uh, defensively, uh, if they can get this into the backfield and kind of disrupt Stafford a little bit, he does tend to to throw, you know, make some not quite, I wouldn't say Jimmy G mistakes, 
sorry, JT. Um, Stafford but... Stafford threw more interceptions than anyone in the league in the regular season this year. There you go. Seventeen. Uh, I hope there's seventeen those, uh, more on Sunday. I, I wish I would have looked at it more. I've just been like literally, I've been so like bogged down, like just watching like and rewatching Bengals anything I can see. <laughs> um, I, I I do wish I had kind of looked a little bit more into it, but like I, I wonder how many of those maybe were in. Obviously, turnovers are impactful, but like, how many of them were like, you know, fatal kind of turnovers? You know, well, I don't think that necessarily matters. Me. I think the difference is what you've seen with with Joe Burrow this season, where he had thirteen of his own, and that's not a small number. Let's not hmm. get it twisted. That's, I mean, only four below. Like, that's not crazy difference. All things being fair, right? That said. I don't. I, I know. I I saw somewhere where they were breaking down, but basically, like Joe Burrow, how many how many were his fault, as opposed to like a receiver? There was one where Jamar Chase had it literally in his hands, and he just kind of. I don't remember who we were playing in that game, but he he had it here, and it ended up with with the with the with the cornerback, two yards behind him ended up an interception when he had it in his hands over the shoulder. Like it popped up. Well then look look at the look at the the interception where he threw the ball to uh was it P Ryan where it went off his hands and then was either on the ground or wasn't on the ground, but like I'm saying I I, I guess my point is like how many are on the quarterback? And I don't know what that looks like for Stafford because I didn't watch Rams games. Right. So I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I mean, it's a very intriguing matchup between the two teams. You have a quarterback doing this for basically the very first time. I mean, I know he's not a rookie this year. He is in his second year. But it's only his very first full season. Whereas you have Matthew Stafford, who is the journeyman from Detroit, who they traded a whole lot of shit for to get him to L.A., I don't think they have a first round pick for like the next eight years at this point for what they've traded for Matthew Stafford, for Jalen Ramsey. They lucked into OBJ with, especially with Woods going down. Is Woods going to be healthy for this game? I don't know. Robert Woods. Um, I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, obviously Cooper cup has been a monster. He's been leading the league. He, he won the, the triple crown this year, receptions, yards, touchdowns. Uh, he's incredible. towards ACL. He's out for the oh, season. He's, he's done, done. Um, I believe the cornerback that is apparently supposed to be on T. Higgins is 5'9". T. Higgins stands at 6'4". That I mean, should, that's an intriguing matchup to me. Let, let, let's look at things this way. Let's say that Jamar gets shut down, hundred percent shut down. What does Tyler, that what what does that mean? That means that he's either they're either they're either doubling him, which is probably the only way to truly shut him all the way down. I agree. Uh, or it takes their best secondary guy out, right? Because he's going to have to 
beyond him to shut him down. And probably Eric Weddle or whatever safety is playing that side. And what's unfortunate about that for them is there's a, a guy named T. Higgins. There's a fella named Tyler Boyd. Who was not in attendance at the UC Bearcats game <laughs> yeah, with Joe despite, Mixon. Despite, despite ESPN reports. Uh, the the weapon, just the... I, I think that... And it's kind of silly to me that it seems this way, but I I think that the weapons the Bengals have still get downplayed because the only focus that anyone who hasn't at least watched some Bengals games this year, the only thing that they can focus on is the fact that the offensive line is poor. Yep. Right? They've gra- they've graded out poor. Yeah. You can't argue say, that. Obviously, you know, we've we've seen the offensive line have good games. We've seen them even in a game where they gave up nine sacks. They bowed up and gave Burrow the best pocket of the day when he needed it to get them into range to win the game. I think, I think Lou Anarumo, if if the Bengals win this game, Lou Anarumo is probably the hero of the game. Lou the the way. So here's the other thing: the Bengals don't blitz a lot. Like they don't. They don't have to. They don't have to. Who and, keeps knocking on their desk? What's happening? With I that? have no idea what that was. Ed, keep bump, 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 bump. No, sir. So I think, I mean, if you look at look at both Chiefs games, and I don't care who you are, if if you're still in a in this like mindset that the Chiefs lost both of those games because they crumbled and fell <laughs> their, on their, their own, their fans are you, still crying. You're still an crying. idiot. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. Like and I don't like to use such strong language, but you're an idiot. <laughs> because the bang the Bengals have shown that they they are able to look at a team that is a very very good team in the Kansas City Chiefs, take one on the chin. I don't want to have to take one on the chin early on in the Super Bowl. No. Um, but they're able to make adjustments, and not only are they able to make adjustments, but they're able to make adjustments that are just downright nasty. When you take a team like that in two games in a row in the second half, and they score a total of six points over four quarters plus an overtime, the Bengals' defense obviously doesn't have any, and I, I heard, um, oh, it's... Uh, it might have been Boomer. It was Boomer that was talking about it. When he was talking about the defense, then, you know, they had, like, there's no big, crazy name, like, no big star guy that gets all this attention. It's a bunch of dudes that go out there, take care of business the way that you're supposed to take care of business. You know, you might have a couple of them that excel or overachieve on a couple plays throughout the, you know, throughout the game. But there's nobody that does anything like super spectacular. They just all do their job and they do it very well. And they hold down the fort on defense and they let that they let their offense kind of get into gear and, and take off running. And if the offensive line struggles a little bit, so be it. Joe's gonna take care of business. So one of the things that the Bengals have been knocked on over the last couple of years outside of the indoor practice facility is the fact that they only have six scouts. They have six scouts on their entire team, on, on the entire roster. On the, their... And they've done a fantastic job. I mean, so is that still a knock? 
Duke Tobin, yeah. Duke, 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 Duke Tobin might have been within a season of losing his job a couple of years ago. I don't know that anybody on this in the Bengals front office is close to losing their job ever after like <laughs> after I Marvin mean, like, was here forever. I mean, well, no, I mean, it, and well, I mean that that's a knock though. Like that that's also been a knock is that you know Mike Brown is is a fairly loyal, loyal and patient owner. Because uh, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to pay somebody to not do a job, and I honestly, I can't. I, can't, I don't know that I can hate on somebody I for that. Can't knock on him for that. Like that's look at look at what uh who was Auburn's football team is potentially talking about firing their coach right now, and then they'd be paying not one but two coaches to not coach the team. Notre Dame, Notre Dame routinely pays like eighty-seven coaches for years on end. <laughs> that aren't coaching at Notre Dame anymore. It would just be a stupid business move. Yeah, no, uh, it, not necessarily uh, a bad football move, he, but a stupid business with, move. He rides with his guys, and it has turned out that it is now it's paid off. It's paid off, and they've got a a solid core. And, and I, I mean, I know we're starting to talk about like future past Sunday. Um, yeah, but because I, I don't want to get to I don't want to get predictions until the very end. Well, we don't need to do the predictions prediction. right now. You're doing a prediction. Um, Ed. I'm saying it's like so. So what is what has been built to this point is, is a place where people are going to want to come play, and we've we referenced it before the Joe Burrow effect. Everybody says it, but it's real. There was there was a certain out, player today came out today. And I'll let Aaron. I'll let Aaron say it. But there was a certain player today that is, uh, I don't know, pretty good in his own right. Um, and he didn't. He didn't beat around the bush about. Oh, I just. I just want to. Uh, if I play more, you know, I want to go play somewhere where I could have a chance. He he specifically called someone out, and the quarterback he has played for. It's pretty good. Might be. I don't know, like a top five all time quarterback. Top, top five. It was kind of, it was a it was leading in for you to go ahead and, and top top five. The the best quarterback. Well, there. I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, Aaron. that's fine. Like, what if Gronkowski, know? Rob, Rob Gronkowski came out today <laughs> and he said, "I want to play for Joe Burrow. If I if I'm going to continue to play, I want to play for Joe Burrow." There it is. It's Joe Burrow, man, in the pocket. He's just so calm and he just slings it out on the field. I just love his swag too. If not Tom Brady. I'd want to play with Joe Burrow, the young buck quarterback. You can get it out of here. But did you like that though? That, that was well done. He, I he said it. He, I mean, he. When you've got a guy like that coming out and saying, "Like, look, Gronk's a big deal. I'm going into free agency." That said, I'm going to be completely honest with Gronk's injury issues. Even this year, I don't know that I want Gronk. But I think that this is going to be a, it's a trend. Big deal. This is a, this is a trend already. <laughs> like it's going to be a crazy season where we have a ton of money, a ton of money, an outrageous amount, uh, the most of any playoff team, and okay. up there with the most of any team. And you if can remember it correctly. You can play around with some pieces that you've never, ever, ever in the history of this franchise been able to do. So that's because, an issue. That's an issue that we've run into before, right? Like 
you get to the off season, like, okay, we need to shore this up or we need to do this. We need to do this. But it well, was, but, but they've been burned before. They've, they've been burned by Vincent Jackson, the safety from Tampa. That was a Super Bowl winner. I don't know that he, I don't know if he ever actually played a game. He was, there was injured. A, there was, there was the other guy that was Lamar play. Odom, the defensive end. He also got injured when he was here and there was, that was a big money spend. Yeah. There was a receiver. I can't remember his name. I don't even remember where he came from. If I'm being who's the, honest, the, who's the safety that they uh, that was like on his way here and then didn't? He was from uh, San Francisco. When? Oh, it's been it's been a number of years ago. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, it was another like big name that they that they had you know lined up to come here and then he. Flipped the script and went elsewhere. I think he ended up with the Browns, maybe. Um, the but... defensive tackle from Tampa, who big dude, um, who's who's doing podcasts and stuff now. He's well retired. I'm ended up in Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. But it's happened. Yep, plenty. The, the Bengals, the Bengals have we been get, burned. The, we get the burned, have, and it's not been a destination place for. For, you know, there, there's been a stigma around the Bengals organization that it's not an organization you want to go play for. And that's been, that's kind of been, you know, perpetuated by former players who have left rightfully so or not rightfully so because things weren't, you know, happening around here that, you know, a winning franchise does or whatever. Um, but it, it just wasn't a place that a lot of people were wanting to play. And I think, you know, obviously you're seeing it already with a guy like Gronkowski saying flat out, if I'm not playing for Tom Brady, the best quarterback ever, I want to play with Joe Burrow. Simply because of his swag. And because he knows that he's a good quarterback. Well, and no players ever come out and said like a bad word about him ever. He's a dude who shows up to work, does his job, gets it done, relates to the, his teammates. And I don't know who. And I'm sure we'll look, we'll look into it. I'm sure after the Super Bowl is over, uh, we'll have a nice little show about it. But um, there's got to be some offensive linemen that are, and, and yeah. like obviously, you don't want to like say that like, oh yeah, good riddance to these guys because like, you know they they've done enough to get us to where we're at. Yep. Um, we do at some point need to take the next step, you know, and that might be going to get. Several free agent offensive well, yeah, linemen. I mean, it was obvious against that t- against the the Titans. Yeah. Nine sacks. Yeah, nine nine yeah, sacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really have that. Now, some of that uh, we did bring up. Like some of them, like there with are Joe's occasions ball. where Joe Joe holds the ball a little bit long, but then you don't. You know, with him holding the ball a little bit long, okay. So you take the, you take the sack. You don't take the Kyler Murray, you know, backhanded flip, pick six at the at the who's, two who's yard not, line. Who's not going to be in Arizona next year? Apparently. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, like, just like, like, boop, boop, boop. That'd be like, that'd be like if like Ed like deleted like PTP off all his stuff or something. Off yeah. His bio. What? Yeah, that would never ha- happen. <laughs> <laughs> we ready for sixty seconds with that? <laughs> no, we got to get the predictions first. No, we're we no, no. We're gonna do that after sixty seconds. Oh. Sixty seconds with Ed. Um, all right. So you got your sixty seconds. I don't have the timer up yet. What what matches? I'll, I'll give you a, a, a brief preview synopsis. What what matches did you watch 
All right, this week I watched AEW Dynamite. Um, I watched the John uh, Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta match, and then the MFJ versus CM Punk match. Cool, here we go. And go. The night started off with John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, yo, it's good to see John Moxley back after back and healthy after rehab. Um, how does he wrestle in jeans? Moxley has no interest in actually wrestling in this mask. He just wants to do a street fight. Oh, look, Zach Morris looking dude is back. Moxley just stomped on this dude's face. Good God. Uh, who is this random guy in the Phantom of the Opera mask? I wonder what John Moxley versus Stone Cold Steve Austin match would have been like. Yo, can the ref get control this match? This match is very close to the Attitude Era matches. Me likey. Uh, Moxley wins, which means Cincinnati wins. Uh, why is Brian Danielson here? Uh, is he calling him out? Oh, I think that Brian Danielson just proposed that uh, they become a tag team together. Uh, then we had MFJ versus CM Punk. Uh, MJF is mild. Uh, that's his name. Sorry, MJF. Uh, there's no way that CM Punk loses his match to this POS. Uh, CM Punk is taking control of this match early. Normally not a good sign in wrestling. Uh, MJF just ran into the crowd. Now they're fighting and with the fans. This is good. Time. It to be a great match as well. Um, I, will, I will circle this back to link a little wrestling into uh, Bengals Rams. Uh, did you see the Miz from Cleveland? Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was on a he was on a show out in L.A. and he just dumpstered the Bengals for a solid like I don't know minute minute and a half. Well, look, the Miz was on an MTV show, and that's the only reason he got famous. So he can. Which, no, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. He's he's full on a Cleveland Browns fan, and he's like. Any other team from the AFC North that makes it to the Super Bowl, I hope they lose. <laughs> hey, real quick, uh, one note that I didn't get to is actually the next note is I still don't understand why CM Punk has a Pepsi tattoo. So, Councilman, if you can explain this to me on Twitter, that'd be great. But huh. which then circled back to apparently back in like 2011, there was a uh, a wrestling thing here in Cincinnati, and the Miz and Ocho Cinco had a little. Uh, Back and forth, a little back and forth oh. in the in the squared circle, uh, and it, it was pretty entertaining. I looked it up and listened to it. So if you want to look it up, I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube. Before you go there, hit the like button on our video. Boom! He did it again. Love it. All right, so here here we go. It is our last show before the Super Bowl of our lifetime. Really, are we doing about to do Super Bowl predictions for the Bengals? We are about to do Super Bowl. And it's not on Ed's Madden 22, like, run-through? For the Cincinnati mother-effing Bengals. Who's going first? Ed doesn't want it first. Ed doesn't want it. How about this? I'll go first because I've already dropped my prediction. Last night. Last night I dropped my prediction. And I said – I'm trying to remember. I said – I think I said 27-24. No, I said I said thirty thirty twenty seven. That's what I said. Thirty twenty seven Bengals. You want me to go now, Ed? Go ahead. Thirty one twenty four Bengals. It's, I have twenty four twenty one Bengals. They went on. They went on McPherson's foot. Is that what? Is that is that what you believe, or is that what you want to see? No, I, I think that's what happens. I believe it. I just, I, I, I think 31, 24 Bengals. Okay. Well. Who day? 
it's it's going to be a a wild couple of days. It's already been a wild couple of days with the media. Some people call people by different names, even when questioning them in the media. Jamar got called Joe at one point. He's Joe Chase. Did you see this video of Jamar and T on scooters? No, I no. But Jamar loves scooters. I mean, that was the first thing he did when he got to Cincinnati was ride the scooter around. Some I don't even know who I think it might have been a, one of the Fox 19 guys was out in L.A. And he's like they had landed and they got to where they were at. And he's like start getting ready to do his spot. And then they just like in the background. Zip pass. Like, he, was like, <laughs> he was like there went Jamar on a scooter. And here comes T on a scooter. Like, Can I not get heck? Jamar on a scooter or T Higgins on a scooter right now? Can we wait till like sunday evening for that like after the super bowl i wonder if there's going to be like if that's going to be a new thing with contracts where you can't ride a motorized scooter around the city please don't it'll it'll take one injury from somebody let's hope it's not us in the nfl but anything else you guys got to drop tonight no i'm just like beyond excited about everything that has you know we, you know, I'll go all the way back to Aram Layton when he was on the show over the summer, and he's like, "Yeah, things are, yeah, you guys, you get things are looking up for the city of Cincinnati. You know, you got the Reds, and they were still like semi in it. And then he's like, yeah, the Bengals season started with Joe Burrow, and he's coming back. And Cincinnati, you see football, you see football, hell of a season. Obviously, the Reds petered out, and then now you've got." Our Cincinnati Bengals. I will say, after the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I am excited to get our friend Clay back on the show. Even though he has not invited us to his wedding, I am still excited to have him back on the show. All right. Before we before we go, Ed, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm just chilling down here in the basement, man. Um, I was telling food. somebody tonight, all oh, food-wise, uh, I think Michelle's white, making white chicken chili. Um, I think we're getting some beer, cheese, and pretzels. Uh, I thought about making some queso on the smoker. Um, you were telling a friend what? Tonight? Oh, I forget where. Oh, um, that um, I'm kind of debating. You know, when the Bengals win the Super Bowl, am I going to drive down to Fountain Square and celebrate? Because all the stories that my dad tells me of the '90 World Series, <laughs> Jeff saying no. Uh, all the stories my dad tells me of the '90 World Series and celebrating down on Fountain Square. I mean, sound like a good time. He's not. Um, we, we all know that. Jeff, what are you doing? Did I not drive downtown after we won our first playoff game? I don't know. Did you have to get your drone? Shut up, Jeff. Jeff, what? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to work um, this weekend, so I will, uh, I will actually be off though in time for the game. Uh, I'm on call, so there will be no partaking in. In uh... you're gonna be sober, sober. Oh yeah, so I'm really gonna take this game in. So there's gonna be nothing to take. There's gonna be nothing to take the edge off. Jeff and Mrs. Really to come out. Um, what is that? No, and then we'll have. Uh, I have no idea what that was. Is your like? I think, is I think your it's ceiling Ed's, falling in. I think it's Ed's table. Like I think he's shaking the the mic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I talked to my my parents. I may go over there. Um, 
You just my, built my... out your basement and put a uh, huge TV down I there. Know, and you're going to go to your parents' what house? supply chain issues? We don't have a sofa or anything in the basement. Apparently, have... cream cheese is out everywhere. I have... Really? Because I guess what else is out? It's oyster crackers. I hate that we're going right into some weird tangent here, but oyster crackers are out, and it's driving my daughter nuts because she loves oyster crackers, and everywhere we go, they're out. There's been a run I just got two just... tubs of, of cream cheese today in my Kroger pickup because I'm making uh, yeah, some roll ups. That's that's why nobody else can get it, Ed, because you have eighty-seven tubs of cream cheese. Stop! I have two. Jeff, Jeff, go go to go to go to uh, Skyline and just ask how much for like ten packs of crackers. Uh, we no, we were at Skyline. I, I took like I took a day off. Piper asked me. It was the day. It was on Monday last week. She said, Piper said, "Will you uh, take the day off, Dad?" And I said, "I will." And then we went to Skyline. And while we were there, I asked the, the kind waitress. I said, "Listen." Uh, my princess here lo- loves oyster crackers, and we can't get them anywhere. And she said, I'm on it, and brought me a handful of oyster cracker bags. That's why we love Skyline Chili here. Uh, Skyline Chili, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, uh, reach out to Aaron. Whenever you're feeling good and hungry, it's always Skyline time. Ed's even eaten lots of your conies on I have. Go back, check it out on our YouTube page. Maybe like it and subscribe if you like. Also puked. That is another episode <laughs> of Part of the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith for Ed Mayhall, the self-proclaimed best producer in the city of Cincinnati, and for Jeff Howell. This was another episode of PTP. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Ba-da-ba. See ya.